Welcome back, everybody. This is the Things Christians Want to Know podcast. I'm Nate. This is Paul. Hi, Paul. Hi, Nate. So we're a few weeks in now to this series on the the answer to the coronavirus crisis, which is the peace of Christ. Mm. And it's been good, Nate. Well, good. I'm glad. I'm glad it's it's been helpful to you. It's been this stuff has been helpful to me. This is sort of 10 years of my personal discipleship by the Holy Spirit put into like teaching format. <laughs> so yeah. hopefully it's um, digestible for you. Um, sometimes it's hard to get test- writing on it. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I like writing on it. I like speaking on it for some people, uh, audio or video is, is how they learn better. Um, so would you be available if, if they wanted to invite you over to their church or, or their, uh, yeah, absolutely. If you want to get a hold of me, um, Pastor Nate Johnstone, all one word, at gmail.com. Pastor Nate Johnstone, and that's J O H N S T O N E at gmail. Um, let me know. I- I'm happy to travel. Uh, not currently because we're <laughs> on stay home orders, but um, as soon as that's lifted, I'm happy to travel. And I do. And I've done this um, in different countries, different cities, um, a number of different places. Um, it was a big hit in Norway and latvia actually that's one of the early places where i tried this some of these ideas out um because they were all fairly new to me at the time and people were like oh, interesting um so we're going to dive back into this we, we we've talked a lot about the incredible gift of peace jesus is peace the fruit of the spirit of peace how it's it's like a warm blanket versus a cold shower i mean it's it's so night and day compared to the negative effects of stress. Stress kills us, as we've talked about. Medical doctors agree, stress literally kills you and we don't have to experience it. Mm-hmm. And, and again, I am not saying that we don't have to experience the circumstances in life that offer us stress or worry or fear. Those circumstances will still happen in our life, okay? Some of them might be difficult. Some of them might involve suffering. Mm-hmm. Most of them will involve sacrifice because following Jesus is sacrifice. That's what it is. But we don't have to experience the negative effects of the stress and worry and anxiety of those situations. We don't have to experience that. Instead, we can experience peace. Um, I I mentioned this at the end last time, but 1 Peter 5, 6 and 7 says this. This is one of my life verses, by the way, this whole passage. First time God ever spoke to me a Bible verse. I was, I want to say 10 but I'm not sure it was, I was just at church and I was worshiping and I was asking God um, to speak to me because that mm-hmm. seems like that's something God did to people. And in, in the church I grew up in, that's something that people experienced. And so it was encouraged. And so I just, I just did. And God threw first Peter five into my head. And I had never, I don't think I'd ever read first Peter five. I might've heard it referenced here and there, but I was a kid, you know, so I opened it up and I read the, the passage and this is part of that passage. And it's been one of my life passages ever since. There's so much in here. Uh, but First Peter 5, 6 and 7, humble yourselves, therefore. Step one, humility, always, 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 always. When in doubt, humble yourself because you're probably prideful. Mm. Because guess what? We all are, right? So step one, humble yourself, therefore, under the mighty hand of God. I think that's, mm. I think that's Peter's way of saying the mighty hand of God can humble you if he has to. Mm-hmm. So I recommend, Peter says, humbling yourself first. Humble yourself, therefore, under the mighty hand of God, so that at the proper time, he may exalt you. Mm. 
So we're not looking to exalt ourselves. We're not looking to climb a ladder or pad a resume to reach some sort of exaltation or honor or, or prestige. The way we get those things in heaven is by humbling ourselves. Mm -hmm. Very interesting. Opposite of the way the world works, right? That he may exalt you, casting all your anxieties on him because he cares for you. And I like that little bit at the end. Because, by the way, he cares for you. By the way, he wants to take these anxieties away because he loves you. He's your good father. Cast all your anxieties on him. And that word cast there means like to hurl, like you chuck these anxieties. And so for many of us, this is step one. And this is where I started in my journey for peace. I started with casting your anxieties on him because I recognized the habit in my life had become, I allow my heart to get filled up with all this garbage until such point as I just feel crummy. I just start to get in a bad mood. I start to respond poorly to other people. I start to miss all the opportunities the Holy Spirit brings up my way because I'm focused on myself and allow myself to maybe be discouraged or maybe get angry or something. Um, for me, it was it usually focused inward as opposed to outward in anger towards other people. But um, it wasn't a good situation. And I never liked getting that way. And so God taught me, okay, here's how you do that. Actually, it was a pastor when I was in college. So I said, oh, well, Sounds like you're full of anxiety. And I'm like, that's a pretty good description. Have you read First Peter? Oh, I have. I actually memorized that passage. What? <laughs> it's so funny. I had memorized it and I never did it. And so I asked the Holy, I humbled myself and I asked the Holy Spirit to help me learn how to cast my anxieties on him. And I did it. I would just Set, do a prayer time by myself and I would just dump it all in the Lord and I would name them. Sometimes I'd write them down, especially when I first started doing this, I would write them down. Here are the things that are in my heart that stink and I want them gone. Mm -hmm. And I'd, I'd crumple them up and throw them away. I burned them one time just to be a little dramatic. Um, and I'm like, this is gone. I put this on the altar. I'm a very visual person. So like I put it up on an altar. I threw it at the cross, wh whatever you know, image I had. And I started getting better at casting my anxieties on him. Now, when I first started doing it, it wasn't a, before the prayer, I felt terrible. And after the prayer, I felt 100% perfect. It was more like before the prayer, I felt bad. And then I felt 20% better, maybe, after the prayer. So I got some of it out, but not all of it. And so then, mm -hmm. you know, a little while later, I'd have to do it again. Okay, let's do a little more now. Let's do a little more now. Let's do a little more. And it did get to the point where I got better at casting my anxieties on Jesus. Because it turns out what I was doing is I was giving him all, quote unquote, air quotes, my anxieties, but I was really hanging on to some of them still. Lord, I give you my worry about which college to go to, but I still am totally going to fixate on it all the time. Well, I didn't really cast it on him. I showed it to him. Take this away, but I'm putting it right back. That's not helpful, right? Um, and so God started to show me these things and help me become better at casting my anxieties and emotionally letting go of things. Um, <coughs> excuse me. And I got better at it, as we all do, right? When we practice something, we get better. You're not automatically good at basketball. You have to practice. You have to run drills. And you have to do stuff that sometimes is annoying. Um, like, let's just dribble back and forth across the gym for 30 minutes. Well, that's no fun. I want to shoot baskets. I want to you know, play against people. Well, you're not, you're not there yet. You have to learn fundamentals. This is a fundamental. Learning to cast your anxieties on Jesus is a fundamental Christian practice that we should all be good at by now. And I was not good at it. I had not done it very much at all. And so then I started getting better at it. Um, but what I realized is I still had to do it. 
fairly regularly. I got to the point where I could dump it all out. And man, do you feel great when you dump everything out. When you dump out all that garbage and it gets all nice and clean in there. And oh, you get all the forgiveness and, and all the love. And, and it's just, it's a wonderful thing. And I know most of you have experienced this before. And you know how great it feels. And yet, what I found was that my heart would just get filled back up again mm. with garbage. And I thought that was the normal Christian experience. You walk through life, you get filled up with garbage, and then you dump it. And the better you get at dumping it, the better that goes. And then God started showing me all this stuff on peace and saying, oh, actually, don't allow your heart to be troubled in the first place. You can say no before it comes in. Oh, okay. So like God helped me get to one level, getting good at giving it up to him. And then it's like, all right, step two, maybe don't let it in in the first place. Mm. How about you say no to it? And this is mm. a two, this is a two piece. You have to do two things here. One, mm. you say no. And we've been talking about that over the last couple of weeks, right? You don't allow your heart to be troubled. You say no to that stuff. But the other side of it is you say yes to peace. Mm -hmm. No to the stress, the effects of that stress in your life, and yes to the peace of Christ that you already have. It's already a gift. It's in your heart. And so you do both. You And I do it as a breathing exercise when I train and or pray about this. And it, it, this is not a magic formula by any means. I know some people are like, breathing is bad. But I'm just visual. So like I breathe out and I picture myself just breathing out that negativity and that stress and stuff. Okay, and then I breathe in the peace of Christ. And that breath, by the way, the word ruach in Hebrew means breath and spirit. It's the same word. And at creation, God breathed his breath into Adam and Eve, and they became living flesh. That word breath is spirit. Okay. Mm -hmm. So when we breathe in, I'm like, I am breathing in the Holy Spirit, or I'm giving room in my lungs for the Holy Spirit, who's already in me, to expand his territory in my heart and in my body. And I do that as a physical um, act, a physical reminder of how to let the negative go and breathe in the positive. It's not a magic thing. It's like the same reason we kneel sometimes when we want to humble ourselves, or we open up our hands or raise them to praise God. That's also a humility gesture right? Mm -hmm. Do you have to kneel in order to pray a humility prayer? No, you don't have to. But when you get on your knees, it helps your mind focus when your physical body is kneeling. And as mm -hmm. some of you ex have experienced this. Same with when you open up your arms and hold them up to the Lord in worship. That act of surrender, that physical act, because remember, mind, body, spirit, we're all connected, right? That physical act helps us to focus on, yes, yes, I give it. I give it. I give myself to you, Lord. And so for me, this breathing exercise is helpful in, in a similar way. So I breathe out that negativity, and, uh, all the stress and yucky stuff, and I breathe in the Holy Spirit. So it's twofold. We don't allow our hearts to be troubled, and we, and we breathe in the peace. Because Jesus says, I give you my peace, don't allow your heart to be troubled. So there, it's both. Because what I found is, again, like we talked about last time, nature abhors a vacuum. It's not enough to just cast our anxieties on Jesus. Because our heart will just get filled back up again if we keep saying yes and don't replace the stress with the peace of the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. And so the full water bottle, to go back to the other analogy, I don't remember where my water bottle went, but uh, the, the full water bottle that's full of peace, that's how we stay. That's how we maintain uh, life in the Spirit and walking in the Spirit. We remain filled with the peace of Christ, and then there's not as much room for the garbage. Mm -hmm. And not only that, but it's easier to say no to the garbage. 
which is something I found out later, which is really, really interesting. So peace is a gift. Peace is a skill. We cultivate this, right? It's a, it's a fruit of the Holy Spirit. We work at it. We cultivate it. And Philippians 4, 7, now this is the next level. Or, yeah. I got a question for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Can I, can I ask you a question? Before yeah, you, you sure can. Why would you say that what we're talking about is so difficult for God's good people to enter into? Whoa. Um, I think we've talked about some of it over the last few weeks. Um, I think part of it is bad training. Mm -hmm. We haven't been taught that you do this. Mm -hmm. And, and if, if no one teaches, how, does they, how do they hear it? Yeah, I don't have someone to preach to. I think to that. that's true. I wasn't taught this. I know that much. I have heard other people teach on this subject since then, since I learned it. But um, I wasn't taught it, so I didn't know. And and that's a lot of it. And so I think a lot of us are just like, well, this is just what you do. You, life stinks, so then you feel stinky. Yeah. How, I how, don't think some people have the expectation that this is possible. That, oh, so yeah, maybe, absolutely. Maybe for the very, very spiritual people, but not for average one-of-the-mill people like me. Yep. And I usually, at, partway through my workshop, when I do this all at, at one, in one teaching, I'll be like, I know some of you were like, this sounds wonderful, but it also sounds like a bunch of crap. I don't believe it. I don't believe I can do this. And I dare them. And I've done this to probably a couple thousand people at this point. I said, I've got $1,000 in my bank account, not in my pocket, because why would I carry that much cash? I got a thousand bucks that says, if you try and really try to give yourself over to the Holy Spirit and do this for a month, if you try and really try, not just like halfway do it, if you really try and after a month you, know, you don't notice any difference, I will give you this thousand dollars. And I am not joking. I dare you to try this out. Because you don't think it'll work, and it will, and I know it will, and I guarantee it to the point of paying you money. <laughs> I will. No one's ever contacted me about that $1,000, by the way. What people have contacted me about is saying things like, my life is different than it was. Yeah. This, this was the key to unlocking the Holy Spirit in my life. This was the key to overcoming um, sin. And problem areas of sin in my life because now I'm walking in the flow of the Spirit Himself all the time instead of wallowing in garbage. And sure. before I, I didn't have the strength to say no because I was always weakened. Because when you're full of poison, you're weakened. And now that I'm not full of poison anymore and I'm full of the Spirit, which is way better, I, I, I'm reaching out and I'm hearing God's voice. This opens up hearing God's voice. It's really amazing how much walking in the Spirit changes your life. And I've heard that so many times. This one lady um, at the church I was uh, pastoring in, in uh, Wisconsin. She said, oh, she was 90 years old. She said, I just wish I would have heard this. Imagine I had heard this when I was 75. Imagine, <laughs> imagine how much different my life would have been. And I really had to struggle not to laugh out loud when she said, imagine I learned this when I was 75. You know? um, and, but she was very serious. She's like, the last 15 years would have been so much better. And she's still alive and she's telling everybody about Jesus instead of wallowing in bitterness over what had been done to her in her life. And she had been dealt a bad hand, bad hand. She had every earthly reason to be bitter and have kind of a garbagey outlook, every earthly reason. But that's, we're not people of earth. 
We don't pattern ourselves after the pattern of this world. Not as this world do I give you. My peace I give you. And once she was able to let go and move on and walk in the peace of Christ, man, it was fun. She was a really lively 90-year-old, let me tell you. Um, and cool. so this is, this is powerful stuff. It's been powerful for me. It's not simple. It's not, I mean, it's not easy. It's going to take some time. You're going to have to pray this stuff often and just take it by faith that the Holy Spirit, that Jesus gave you his peace. Take it by faith. Take it by faith that the Spirit will increase that peace in you. And that as you say no, that that negative stuff isn't going to come in. But as you walk it out, um, so far, I have found that most people who I've talked to, at least, who've really tried it for a month, they've noticed a difference. Sure. They're not PhDs or anything, because you don't get a PhD in a month, but you can get better. If you're really, really sick, a month can make a whole lot of difference between feeling terrible and feeling awesome. Yeah. And God wants you to feel awesome. The Bible says, let the peace of Christ guard your hearts. Mm. In Christ really? Jesus. Yes. And that's another one. That's another one. Um, uh, uh, Philippians 4, 7, the peace of God, which passes all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Yeah. And so as we are full of the Holy Spirit, and full of peace. So we, we, we've cast our anxieties. We're saying no to the new stuff. And yes, we'll, we'll make mistakes. We'll make mistakes and say yes. So we cast it out right away. We repent and we get rid of it right away. Okay? And we've, we're filled up with the peace of Jesus Christ. And we're living a spirit-filled life instead of a garbage-filled life. And as we walk on, that peace that now resides in us and lives in us all the time, that's our new normal, that will guard our hearts and our minds in Christ Jesus. And what I have found is that it's easier to say no to the big stresses that come if we've been walking in the little stuff day by day. And I'll give you an example of that. Again, I was in Wisconsin at the time, and I had gone through a period where I was not doing well in this stuff. I was letting myself get selfish and think about me. And I was saying yes to stuff that I had learned not to say yes to but mm -hmm. I was doing it now. And my heart was getting yucky. I talked to my best friend on the phone, whining and complaining, woe is me, woe is me. And he said, shut up. Everything coming out of your mouth is ungodly. Humble yourself and do what God is telling you to do or you'll never get out of there. You'll just be stuck in this spiral that you've let yourself get into. Knock it off. It was like a kick to the gut. From my best friend, he's supposed to commiserate. Oh, yes. Oh, oh, it's okay. Yeah, they're so mean to you. Oh, 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 your life is so hard. That's what I wanted. I wanted a pity party and someone else to pity me, you know, and pet me and tell me everything was okay and it's not my fault. And he said, it's your fault. Quit it. And I hated it. I hated it so bad. I was so mad at him. Oh, man, was I mad. I got off the phone and I, I, I hung up before I said something I knew I would regret. Now, we're, we've been best friends since college, so our relationship could have handled me saying something bad. Um, but I hung up before that, thankfully. And then I prayed. I went on a walk and I prayed for like two hours. And it took me that long to realize what he said was the Holy Spirit. And I just needed to humble myself and knock it off. And so I did that. And it was not easy, but I did it. And then the next three weeks were great and awesome. I was really walking the Spirit. And I was filled with the peace of the Lord. And it was wonderful. And then on my way home from uh, Wisconsin, it was about an hour and 15-minute drive. It's, in, it's dark. There's bears coyotes and stuff and you have to be vigilant when you drive right i get a phone call it's one of those phone calls that we get a few times in our life that are really bad news that we don't initially know what to do with and it was one of those phone calls um it involved a suicide attempt and obviously 
that situation brought to me and offered me fear, anger, worry, stress, you name it. And that situation was like, here you go. Obviously, you should take all this crap. And because I was walking in the spirit, I was already full of the peace of Christ. I honestly was not even tempted to worry about that. I was not even tempted to get afraid. I was not even tempted to the point where I, when I got home, I was able to comfort my wife and give peace to her mm. so that she you know, was okay with the same information that I had gotten because I had been walking in the peace of Christ already. And that's right here. It's in the Bible, Philippians 4, 7. The peace of Christ which surpasses all understanding. This makes no sense, folks, how good it is, how awesome the peace of Christ is. We'll guard your hearts and your minds of Christ Jesus. I had the peace of Christ in me. My shields were up. And so when this thing came at me, and this was a bad one. This was a tough one. This isn't a little thing. This isn't my car got wrecked, right? This is someone I love. He tried to kill themselves. You know, whoa, this is bad. But because I had the peace of Christ in me and I was full of that, it, it guarded it. It bounced right off. Hmm. It bounced right off. I said, no. I'm not saying I didn't care. I, you know, you feelers out there are like, what are you talking about? No, no, no. I'm not saying I didn't care. I'm not saying I didn't pray and weep and get on my knees about the situation. I did. Once I got home, you can't do that when you drive. Um, but I didn't let it neg the negativity in so yeah. that I was worried. So I had so much peace about it that not only did it bounce right off my shields, but I was able to get home and minister to somebody else. Mm -hmm. um, and that, and I knew right away that this is what it was. It wasn't me. I don't have the ability to just not be emotionally affected by horrible stuff. It should have affected me. It didn't because I was filled with the peace of Christ. Um, and I, God taught me something through that. He's like, this is real. This really works. The peace of Christ really will guard your heart and mind. Team, let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts. Okay? And so this is the next level yet where now you've gone beyond just living in peace so that it you know, helps you guard against stuff. Fruit of the spirit of peace now rules in your heart. It is in charge. Your selfishness isn't in charge. Your ambition's not in charge. Your hurt isn't in charge, your past isn't in charge, your pain isn't in charge, all the reasons you're a victim, they're not in charge. The peace of Christ is in charge, which is the Holy Spirit, okay? But the peace of Christ rule. And when you come into situations and the peace of Christ is ruling, you don't get bent out of shape. You don't get thrown. And even if it's a difficult or uncertain situation, you could be like, okay, all right, it's gonna be fine. God's gonna get us through this. He knows what's going on. Let's just pray. Let's ask him. You can stay calm. You can stay at peace and you can help others. I really think this level of let the peace of Christ rule, that's when you're really able to make a difference with other people. And when people come to you and they're hopping mad about this or that, you can help calm them down. And the spirit through you can help them see around what is going on and help them give up what it is. Um, and I've seen you, Paul, actually epitomize this from time to time. There have been people that I've been in the presence of who have gotten belligerent with you, let's say, about something they disagree about or think you did wrong or were wrong about. And I've seen this happen multiple times. And part of me is sort of like, ooh, interesting. Let's get, let me get some popcorn. What's going to happen here, you know? Um, which is probably part of my, me that's unsanctified, but like, it was interesting. And every time, you have done this. I'm not trying to get you a bit, give you a big head, but every time I've seen this happen to you, you actually take a step back and get more humble 
and you don't engage with the banter and with the accusations and stuff. You say things like, thank you for telling me about that. And it could be that you're right. And I'm going to pray about this. And if you felt bad about what I said, I'm really sorry. I didn't intend that. And then you say, this is what I did intend. And you'll maybe do a little teaching in that moment. But you've also been really good about, about listening to the Holy Spirit and be like, this is, this is not the time to teach. <laughs> they, they don't need teaching right now. Uh, you, you, need to, you need to just get them calmed down, you know. And I've seen you do this multiple times. And see, that's not my natural inclination, personally. My natural inclination is, oh, you disagree with me? All right, here are the five reasons you're stupid and I'm right. And that, that's, my, that's my nature. I'm half Viking and half Scottish Highlander. I am a warrior, and I will fight you and I will win. And it, it's taken 42 years so far for God to temper that down a bit. But then I see you do it, and I'm like, well, I got a long way to go still. Um, and so I see you as, as really, you've been an example to me about letting the peace of Christ rule in your heart. And when something out of the blue, someone just attacks you out of the blue, but your peace is already in charge. So that's, he's the guy on the throne, so to speak. Mm -hmm. Holy Spirit, the fruit of peace. I will field this question, Paul. Don't worry. I will take care of this question for you. And that's how you've responded. And I just thought it was so great. And I've told, told other people this multiple times. I'm not trying to talk behind your back. I'm just saying, um, you've been a great example of this. And I, this is where I'm trying to get, um, and I'm not quite there yet, but um, when we learn to live in this all the time and say no to the negative stuff all the time and say yes and let the peace of Christ and cultivate it more and more and more, because there is actually no end to how much of the Holy Spirit you can have. Mm-hmm. And this is another thing I think people maybe don't realize. God's infinite, and the space he created in you called your spirit is an infinite space. There is no limit to how much of the Holy Spirit God can put in you. Our limitation is simply when we stop asking. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you're right. We stop, we stop asking for more. There is no limit to how much peace you can have. Jesus had so much peace, he could control the weather. I'd love, that'd be sweet. Wouldn't that be sweet? I'd love that. I'd love to walk into a room with people who are angry or people who are racist or people who are, who are really giving over to, to, to bad stuff. And I'd love to walk in there and be like, peace, be still to that room. Mm -hmm. Wouldn't it be cool? Wouldn't it be cool to bring comfort to people who are in rage and suffering? I mean, I just think that would be so great. So I, that's, that's where I want to get. And I'm not there yet, but God is good. And if I keep saying yes and cooperating, I think I will get there. Yes. And David got there. I think David got there. This has been my favorite series so far. Cool. I'm really thankful for this. I'm thankful for what uh, those who have listened to it. One, two, three, four, five sessions. I hope some of you got all five of them because I know it's changing your life. I know it's doing something that you maybe didn't think you could do and you can't do it yourself. That's why we call it where Jesus said, my peace I give to you. So Father, would you take these, this um, message and these series, this series and bring it home to people. Give them courage to give it a try. Give them courage to see that your word is true, that you are able, that your peace will guard our heart and mind in Christ Jesus, and that you give your peace to us. We say yes to you, Jesus. We say yes to your peace, and we invite the Holy Spirit, the Spirit who brings peace, who works the fruit of peace in us. Mm -hmm. We invite you, Holy Spirit, 
to do this in our lives, in our situation, in our circumstances. Yes, Lord. And we are confident as we, as we say this over and again, each day, every day, many times a day if necessary, over the next weeks and months, that we will see a dramatic change take place in our life as it happened in Nate's. We bless you, Father, for your goodness to us. In the name of Jesus, we pray and give thanks. Amen. Amen. And I want to end this series with a challenge to give it a try. Taste and see that the Lord is good. The Holy Spirit wants to cultivate peace in your life. Just cooperate and give this stuff a shot. Cast your anxieties on him. Work on asking the Holy Spirit to help you say no to all the negative stuff that our situations bring us and instead say yes to the peace of God. Try it out for a month. It'll be tough at first. You'll have to do it a lot. But if you try it out and you really do it for a month, I expect an email or a comment on one of these uh, podcasts or something because you, it'll change your life. It has for me. Praise God. So give it a shot. I dare you. That is it for this episode of Things Christians Want to Know. If you have any questions or comments, please send them to questions at tcwkcast.com. We publish every Thursday. So tell your friends and please rate us on iTunes. That's really helpful for us. Additional information, including links to Nate's blog, Paul's blog, etc., can be found on tcwkcast.com. God bless. Music